0: For the past year, I can truly say to you, it's been a joy to gather with you in this space, to praise God together, to welcome the morning light, to be reminded as a community of the call to discipleship that we each share. And now it's almost the end of summer, the beginning of fall, the end of my first year with you, the beginning of my second. To me, it's a special day as we celebrate at the 11 a.m. service, the addition of our 15th and 16th new baptized or professing members since January. And I know that we each have special moments like that, when you're struggling in your career or in raising a family, and you finally catch a break or have a success or you do so well that you treat yourself to something special to commemorate the occasion. Moments like those are ones that I treasure, because I know what jobs I've undertaken to keep me going along the way. There was one gig with Habitat for Humanity of Washington, D.C., during which I built six housing units as part of a team with them over the course of a year. And in the winter months, I was cold. And in the summer months, I was hot. And every day, I was exhausted. I had another job that was challenging, too. It was just moving books from one room of a campus bookstore to another, without any discernible purpose for an entire year. And it was because my manager wanted his staff to look busy, despite the painful reality that we were part of an industry that was shrinking. And it wasn't a coincidence that the year after I changed jobs, the store closed. There was even a year when I was spending every afternoon driving through the rush hour and driving a truck full of dirty laundry collected from undergraduate fraternities and sororities while I took classes in church history and systematic theology at Emory University. And I know that my wife can attest how much I grumbled over those years. But if nothing else, the long walk built patience in me. And you know that walk too, I know you do. It builds a certain capacity for empathy toward others who are taking their own steps, one slow footfall after another, to find their own way forward. And I'm not sure if I would want to do all of those steps again just to develop empathy for others. But I am grateful for every hiccup along the way just for arriving at and standing in this spot. I praise Jesus for his providence and I'm grateful for everything it took for me to find myself right here in this spot. This spot is where we all stand at one point or another in our lives, and we may not recognize it when we get here. There may not be a finish line to cross or a vista to captivate you, but we each find our way here metaphorically, because as we walk the paths given to us by God, there is no turning back. There is no giving up. To arrive here is inevitable albeit at times seemingly far off and out of reach. I think that for the first disciples, they had a moment as a community, gathered together, when they realized that God wasn't just the faraway creator who made the heavens and the earth and then left us to our own devices. I think that they had a moment when they realized that Jesus wasn't going to be just another prophet, just another teacher, just another leader around whom they had rallied. Somehow, despite everything they lost, despite everything seeming so out of reach, the early church all at once discovered that it was called not to settle for anything that came its way, not to cover over differences of opinion, and not to permit people who were uncommitted to call themselves disciples. They were worshiping Jesus Christ, the Messiah. They weren't just listening to the words of another prophet, another teacher, another leader. They were worshiping the risen Lord, God incarnate, the Word made flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And when Jesus is the object of your devotion, your discipleship cannot waver. Your community cannot tolerate wishy-washy, flip-floppy, good-for-nothing mediocrity masquerading as faithfulness. The only way to get to where you have always wanted to go is to walk the path that has been set before you by the one who cares the most about you. You cannot hope to walk the way of love by engaging in self-centeredness, self-promotion, self-harm, self-destruction, You can only find your way to the moment you wish for by the twofold discipline of self-sacrifice and self-care. And it's not just you and me who are called to this life of love. Imagine what terror, amazement, and fear the first believers felt. I don't know if I could ever have endured it the way they did, but somehow they did. Somehow, Salome and Mary Magdalene and Jesus' mother each found the strength to go out from the tomb that first morning that faith was married to discipleship. And perhaps they ventured to proclaim to Peter the possibility of something more, that Jesus was not just another prophet, just another teacher, just another leader to be one day forgotten, but that he is forever and for all eternity a risen Savior for us all. And then maybe they were all able to begin to marry faith to their discipleship and to journey to Galilee. And by some miracle, that faith and discipleship led to us sitting together right now, despite our differences, despite our isolation. And I thank God for that, for the others, that once they had arrived at the center of their own labyrinthine journey of faith and discipleship, they followed the Holy Spirit's prompting to turn around, to turn their attention outward again toward those who needed a little help finding their own paths and eventually welcoming pilgrims who had come from every corner of the earth. I thank God for the long line of saints who have wandered across deserts and oceans, waded in loneliness and despair, persevered through doubt and conflict from one changed life to another. And now it's our turn, our turn to look around us to see where God is leading us. It's our turn to listen to Christ's voice calling out to us through the darkness and into a more committed discipleship. It's our turn to follow after the Lord and to find our way to whatever God has in store for us, standing up for what is right and what is true. It's our turn to go out into the world and to invite others to do the same, to see that the sun rises again and to feel the warmth of the summer and to encounter the redemptive power of love from unexpected sources and to discover that we are never even a moment from God's embrace and encouragement, to realize that new life rushes into places we think couldn't possibly take root, and to watch it grow and grow and grow again and again. It's our turn to give thanks to God and to tread our own path of discipleship today. It's our turn. Amen.